Have you ever wondered why making a change in the church has to be so hard? All it takes is one person like Herb or Mabel to completely stop your progress. Well, in this episode, we're going to help you know how to make changes by understanding why change is so hard for people. And when you understand this, it paves the way for making things happen at your church. Here we go. Welcome to Church Tips, the daily show designed to give you practical ideas and strategies you can use to get better, break barriers, and grow the church. Thanks for joining us today. Now here are your hosts, Dick and Jonathan Hardy. You know, it really is a great joy for those of us who have been in church ministry to be able to serve in the leadership of the church. Jonathan's had the privilege of doing so, I have. And you know, one of the things we know for sure is that change is an issue for virtually every church. And there's probably a zillion reasons why change is so hard for church. But we want to just jump into this subject today and talk about five of them. Now, you can add to the list, but we really think this will be a good starter kit for you to really understand some of the reasons that change is so hard. So get us started. Okay, here we go. Five reasons change in the church is so hard. Number one, fear of the unknown. Hey, here's the reality. When you don't know what the future holds, it can be a fearful thing. And when it comes to making a change in the church, when you're going to make a change and you don't know what the end result is really going to look like, that is, that's scary for people. Yeah. And, and as a result, what do they do? Well, they don't make the change. They play it safe instead. Yeah. And there's a variety of reasons why people fear the unknown. I mean, it could be simply as, uh, as simple as, they are afraid of the end result. Maybe, maybe the result that they think they're going to get. What if it doesn't work? Yeah. You know how, how? Then how do they navigate that? And then, of course, the the internal feelings of looking like maybe like you failed, made a mistake. Yeah. What are the how are the people perceiving that change? Uh, but then, not only that, you also have to factor in the the fact that um, it might make people upset. You know, they, they might, no. yeah, can you believe it? Have you ever seen that before? Never, uh, no, never. I mean, someone didn't like the change. I remember the time we made a change and we were in a meeting, another pastor and I in a meeting with a guy. He literally got up out of the seat, walked straight out the door, didn't say a word, just left because he was ticked at the change. change. That, that, it's going to happen. Yeah. Never saw him again. Years yeah. later, never saw him again. He was upset. That's just one example. The reality is people make, uh, they, they have their perception of how a change is, is going to affect them personally. Yep. And so that's a fear, fear for us. Well, well, how are they going to perceive it? But we can't let fear stop us from making changes. Anyway, exactly. that's a, that's for another man, episode. Get but you I, all oh man, I know. Sorry. Here we go. Here we go. So that's number one. <laughs> well, we still have four more to go. I know. Well, you know, number two jumps right off of number one. It's really the flip side of it. I mean, a, a major reason people fear change is because they become comfortable with the familiar. Um, that which we know is going to happen makes people say, oh, I I know I'm familiar with this. And and I want, um, you know, sometimes we can think that that, that is generally people older, you know, mm-hmm. my age more, more than your age. But the reality is no matter what age people are at, they, yep. they get comfortable with the familiar. And we we want them to be comfortable in the sense that they they enjoy the church and the and the worship and the preaching and all that goes on. But you cannot get comfortable. When you get comfortable with the familiar and and are unwilling to change, you're dead in the water. Yeah. So you have to help people get uncomfortable. Yeah. They can appreciate the familiar, but they got to get uncomfortable because things are going to change. Mm-hmm. So and then uh the third one is it kind of ties to that is uh, a reason that change is hard is that people can expect that they're that while the world is spinning around them, 
their church is going to stay yeah. the same. Yeah. Um, wow, I can't keep up with technology. Mm-hmm. It's doing this. It's doing that. Oh my goodness. Well, one, but one thing I know for sure. That my church is going to be the same. Yeah. I'm going to go sit in the same spot. I'm going to be able to predict the way the worship service is going to go, and 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 when pastor is going to preach. And I know that that is not going to change. Well, you know, one of your roles as a pastor is helping those good people in your church who feel safe in the sameness of mm-hmm. church realize that church has to change yep. now. And be clear with this. If Jonathan will say it, I'll say it. We're not we're not talking about the message of the gospel. We're not talking about changing right. anything about the yeah. truth of scripture, about biblical absolutes. We're talking about the methods to communicate that. And mm. believe me, these methods are going to change even faster in the months and years to come. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, number four. Number four uh, reason why it's hard for churches to make a change is because of an unhealthy fixation on tradition. Hey, we got. We have to honor tradition. We love the tradition. You know, if you grew up in church, you think about the traditions of the past and all of that. And, and so we want to honor that. We value that. But we can't get stuck there. And I think so many times that's what happens for people and for churches is they, they get stuck on the tradition. And consequently, they want to keep doing things because that's the way they've always been done. Yeah. That's traditionally the way we do it at our church. And we won't make a change to do something different. You've heard the saying a million times, what got you here won't get you there. You have to be willing to make that change and not allow tradition to stop you. I mean, history shapes us, our traditions shape us. All those things played a part in our, if you grew up in church, into who you are as a Christian today or as a, a pastor today because of the traditions of the past. So we honor it but we can't have an unhealthy fixation on it and stay there. Yeah, exactly right. And the fifth reason that change is so hard in the church actually ties to number four, and it's the word, uh, it's the confusion of heritage and what's right. Yeah. So heritage ties to tradition, uh, and we all have a heritage. You have a heritage, I have a heritage. Uh, All God's children have heritage. (laughs) Um, but But what can happen is we can believe, we can make our heritage absolutely right as compared to what is right. Yeah. Classic example. If you were a, a white person in the pre-Civil War South, mm. where slavery was part of the culture. Mm. I mean, it was just the norm. Yeah. Well, you know, past the Civil War and you're getting older and you look back on your heritage, slavery is part of your heritage. Sure. But that didn't make slavery right. Right. And you'll hear people in church say things like, well, you know, when you're talking long and, and and preaching a concept that maybe is a little different than they learned as a well, as a child, well, I, that's not the way I was raised. Yeah, as if the way you were raised is absolutely right. Now we're not dishonoring your parents, <laughs> but the fact is there are no perfect parents. Yeah, and um, the way you were raised might, by and large, be right. Mm-hmm. But don't confuse your heritage with the rightness of what Scripture says. Yeah, that's really good. So we've got five things, five reasons why it's hard for churches to make a change. Let me recap those for you here uh, quickly. Number one, fear of the unknown. Number two, comfort with the familiar. Number three, expectation that the church will never change. Number four, unhealthy fixation on tradition. And number five, a confusion of heritage and what's right. Now, here's the reality. You've got all these things and you say, hey, great. Now, I, I, I have an understanding of why churches don't change. Now, how do I make the change? Well, we want to make sure if you haven't listened to yet, be sure to check out episode five, where we talk about how to make the changes that you 
uh, need to and will want to make to be able to move things forward. And that's going to be a really helpful episode for you to check out. Be sure to check that out. As well, I think it's helpful just overall to understand that to lead change, that means you have to literally lead through it. You yeah. can't just make a change you know, off the cuff and, and call it good. There's a leadership process that has to happen for people to be able to move, uh, help help move the ministry forward, help move people to to go from maybe even um, resisting the change to all of a sudden embracing the change. Well, how do you do that? Well, it happens through your leadership. And, and on that, I want to encourage you to continue to develop your personal leadership as a pastor or ministry leader. One of the ways you can do that is through the five-day leadership challenge that we actually just um, have made available for everyone. They can sign up anytime they want for a five-day period. It's yep. five days. 15 minutes a day. It's not uh, spiritual, Bible, prayer focused. It's centered on that, but it's leadership focused. Right. It's based on scripture. We mentioned scripture a lot throughout it, but we, we talk about five different things that pastors need to do to help be the leader they need to be and to make this next, uh, the next, you know, six, eight, 12 months of their life leading and operating at higher levels because that's going to help them not only lead through change, but all the other things they need to exactly. do as leaders. So how to, how to sign up for that is simply this. Go to leaders.church slash challenge. Again, leaders.church slash challenge. You can sign up there. It's free, five days, 15 minutes a day. The day you sign up is day one. Right. You'll get five days worth of 15 minutes of content, and it's going to help you be a better leader that you need to be. Well, thank you so much for being with us on this podcast today. If you're listening on any podcast platform, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Make sure to subscribe to our, our podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, we'd love to have you subscribe. Just hit the YouTube subscribe button there. And thank you so much for being with us today. We'll look forward to talking next time. You bet. See ya. Hey, Jonathan here. Real quick before you go. Did you know 71% of pastors report being extremely stressed or highly stressed? 90% of pastors feel worn out working between 55 to 75 hours per week. And then get this, 70% of pastors say they have a lower self-esteem now than when they started ministry. Can you relate to any of that? In reality, everything in your ministry rises and falls on your leadership. So investing in your leadership is essential to staying healthy and growing the ministry. And that's why I want to invite you to join us inside the Leaders.Church membership. It's your opportunity to invest in your leadership. This online streaming service for pastors gives you access to more than 300 videos plus training material to level up your leadership and improve your ministry skills. If you're ready to give your leadership growth a boost, simply go to leaders.church boost. Again, that's leaders.church boost. Well, thanks again for joining us today on the Church Tips Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.